صباح الخير جود مورنينج دي ليسنرز يو ليسنينج تو راديو 3 سي ار اون 855 اي ام اند باليستاين ريمبرد وذ روبرت مارتن ناصر مشني اند يوسف احمد الريماوي Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? Good morning, Nasser. Hello to you and to all our listeners. Uh, a big week we've had, Yusuf. A big week. We've um, seen uh, the white saviors out in force and the traitors of the Palestinian people and the Arab national cause in Bahrain. The burden of the white man in action. Well, you know, this is um, the orientalist mindset. You know, mm. you're brown, you're black, you're uh, you're not uh, from the Judeo-Christian civilization. civilization. And therefore, yeah, you don't know what's right for you and what you need. And it's it's up to, up to us to tell you what you need. And mm. you know, there's a famous li- line, Lord Curzon, when he was he was the ruler of British India, mm. and he said to the the Indians uh, in India, "You cannot do without us." As if you know, um, uh, the Indian civilization, you know, some at some five thousand years old, uh, and now, you know, as we know, you know, a world power and over a billion people couldn't have done without. the british are rule the world's biggest democracy as well <laughs> so we have uh, seen uh, as of uh, tuesday and uh, wednesday uh, last week this week uh, what is called uh, the bahrain workshop for uh, prosperity for peace this is the name uh, the trump administration uh, wanted to give to um, the beginning of the so called Uh, deal of the century. I like how you uh, rephrased it. Yeah, the steal of the century. The steal of the century. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, this is we should we should before we go into um, we, we specifically we talk about the treachery of some of the Arab regimes. Mm. But what what these Orientalists have failed to comprehend that Palestinians are not going to accept. They didn't accept the British mandate. Didn't accept partition the partitioning. Plan, didn't accept Nakba. didn't accept where the Palestinians didn't accept the um, the Arab regimes trying to impose a solution between Nakba and Naqsa between 1967 and or in the in fact the 60s with the rise of um, the PLO um, it hasn't worked post 67 Oslo the PA all of this concept post Oslo we still didn't accept it mm. we want it won't work under Trump we're not going anywhere no all we want is um, uh, uh, our right to statehood and anything less than that is the vilest form of anti-palestinianism full stop mm. i uh, was reminded by uh, this palestinian de- uh, determination uh, uh, with a line from uh, our uh, beloved mahmoud darwish uh, he wrote in 83 after uh, the invasion of lebanon um, he says qad akhsaru ad-dunya na'am lakinni aqulu al-ana la I might lose the world, yes. But I say now, no. لكني أقول الآن لا هي آخر الطلقات. This is our, well, this is, our last ammunition. Our, our last ammunition. And 
the, 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 the continuation and, and perpetuation of denying Palestinian agency, mm. self-determination, is in and of itself beyond racist, beyond neo-colonial, it's, and it's an abject failure. Mm. If, if, if this past hundred years hasn't taught that white saviour mentality complex anything, is it, we're not going anywhere. No. We will not give up. So we will talk about uh, the Bahrain uh, workshop. Uh, we might also give a bit of context of the journey towards mm. this uh, concept, but we also have... A little bit of good news. Mm. Well, I mean, it's, it's nice every now and again to have a bit of a win, and it's not a great win, but we'll talk about um, Salwa uh, Kupti uh, later in the show, but uh, stay tuned for that. Okay, so uh, I guess, Nasser, if we want to introduce uh, the... Um, the conference or the workshop in Bahrain, uh, we, there are so many question marks. First of all, why Bahrain? Can we, can we, Yusuf, just before we get to Bahrain, we should rewind perhaps the previous mm. 24, 36 months to give a lead yes. into where we are today. And we mm. need to go to the, back to Trump and the, and the fact that, you know, this known mm. misogynist, known racist, known anti-Semite, um, Incompetent a, politician. All of these things. But the, 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 he has posted anti-Semitic um, uh, pictures. He has spoken about the power of, you know, uh, Jewish money, bankers, alluded to uh, global cabals and conspiracies to the point where he courted um, the favor of uh, some very prominent uh, Jewish businessmen and sought their funding. And with that came, you know, promise. Hmm. And if you take take ourselves on the journey of what uh, this president has done that no president has done or um, U.S. Um, uh, politicians have ever actually delivered on. Mm. In the first instance, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of State of mm. Israel. From there, he's then gone and uh, um, the PLO office was closed in Washington. Mm. From there, defunding UNRWA. From mm. there, closing aid into um, into the PA, but into um, projects within the West Bank and, and Gaza. Um, from there, he's gone, and now the Golan Heights. Hmm. Um, so on, uh, on, a, on a wish list for Benjamin Netanyahu, he's ticked off five of, I think, eight things. The only thing left now is the... The annexation of West Bank. Annexation, and, you know, um, Trump's uh, bankruptcy lawyer, hmm. um, David Friedman, who's the U.S. ambassador to, to Israel, who himself... Even though he's the ambassador, he's more Israel. Zionist than the majority of Israelis. He is a financial supporter of an illegal settlement in uh, in the West Bank, Bet El. Mm. The ambassador, the American ambassador mm. to Israel, who mm. is Jewish and a settler, mm. has said categorically, he believes in cer- certain circumstances Israel has the right to retain some, but unlikely all of the West Bank. <laughs> This is the precursor. We've said it in the language now for mm. the American ambassador, mm. for Trump to go, well, you know, Palestinian statehood. Because I reckon only three things left that Netanyahu has on list. Number one is the annexation of the West Bank. And ultimately, that is in itself tied to the rejection of a concept of the Palestinian, Palestinian state. state. Yep. Number two, with what he's done with UNRWA, is to finally uh, put an end to 194 and the right of return. Yeah. That, and, and, of course, find uh, what they call a solution to the Gaza problem. Well, yes, find a solution. Well, uh, in, in I think what they've done to Gaza now, they've quarantined it. You know, every now and again they've got to mow the lawn. Mm. But um, 
in my mind, that's not on Netanyahu's real issue. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to win votes. You know, every now and again, you go to elections, you go in there and you know have a turkey shoot. But the last thing, and he's still failing to find that, is the quizzling Uncle Tom Palestinian leadership. Mm. What he needs is Trump to find uh, a Palestinian a puppet leader, a puppet leader that who will, will just. I sign Whatever you want. That, you know, we'll accept. Um, President Abbas uh, said in a meeting with the foreign media last week uh, in, in, in answers to why he's not going to Bahrain workshop, uh, he actually said that when Trump came to power, he himself met him four times. And uh, Palestinian delegations met uh, his peace delegations, that is Greenblatt uh, and Kushner uh, mm-hmm. and Friedman, and Friedman, 34 times. And things were, you know, just another administration. Let's not assume that it's going to be worse, even though that we have Zionists on board, proud, uh, publicly proud. Uh, so, and, and there were indications that, you know, Trump might surprise the world with, 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 you know, the recognition of a Palestinian state. And, you know, uh, and therefore there was no assumption. But then came the turning point in October 2017, like what you said, the uh, PLO office in Washington was notified that they were not going to renew their six-monthly renew- renewable uh, presence uh, there. Mm-hmm. And then came in December 2017 with the infamous uh, annexation of uh, or recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and the shift of uh, the American embassy. Not just West Jerusalem, all of Jerusalem. All of Jerusalem, yeah. yeah. And uh, then came uh, the other, uh, the list of uh, actions taken against the PA. First uh, defunding uh, PA, then defunding uh, NGOs, then defunding hospitals. And, and we, we might uh, remind our listeners that... Uh, <coughs> The Americans used to pay eight hundred uh, million dollars a year as part of the donor uh, club uh, in in the, in the Oslo uh, Accord. Uh, all that stopped, but but moreover, they def- they stopped their financial contribution to UNRWA mm. after they stopped it uh, to UNESCO and after they stopped it to other UN uh, bodies like the Human Rights Council in protest of the what they called the UN bias mm. against uh, Israel. And uh, and then came uh, having to put pressure on the PA for uh, what they called funding uh, terrorists because PA uh, pays the salaries of prisoners and families of martyrs. And uh, moreover, like you said, there's the, Go- the, the Golan Heights. So a long list of actions taken by the Trump administration, not to mention the... Um, the very un- the unprecedented uh, statements taken by Greenblatt and uh, Kushner and uh, Friedman against the Palestinians' uh, rights, and then came you know the idea the idea of let's have a workshop uh, to announce uh, maybe the economic part because the Arab media, the Palestinian media, and partly the Israeli media started mentioning the word Safqat al-Asr or the deal of the century uh, probably a year ago or more than a year ago. And people started saying, no, 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 this is exaggeration. They're not going to be so naive to propose something so ungrounded like this. But turns out that uh, uh, there are no limits to how far they can go in their stupidity and in, in their assumption that, you know, we can just bribe the Palestinians and make them well, live in... Uh, you know, Yusuf, is, is, is it a bribe? I, I, in it's my, not even a bribe. In my mind, I, you know, you wonder whether or not the, the case has been set to create uh, the rejection hmm. 
so that they get the no and say, you know, Palestinians uh, know only how to... Re- uh, Opportunities to miss opportunities, yeah? Mm. And we go from that to such a devastating financial mm. impact, as you were talking and I alluded to before, of such a severe um, financial catastrophe that's getting created. I mean, the Palestinians are very resourceful people. There, We have, whilst um, today 40% of the West Bank's um, population is unemployed, and in, in Gaza, well over 50, 60, 70% is unemployed. If there was no occupation, if we had our own borders, if we could trade freely with other nations and other peoples... If, if we, we have access to our own... Uh, our own market. Land, or not, not to mention international markets. Just freedom of movement. We wouldn't need their $50 billion. Mm. We wouldn't need these bribes. If America was really uh, uh, conscious to want to, and this this bribe, incidentally, very little of it's coming from America. It's getting co- coming fo- via from Saudi Arabia from the Arab countries as a payment in advance of mm. what we're going to do to Iran for you. Yeah, you know, which is another list on another box to be ticked for Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm. Um, the, the, to create such a financial impact and such a catastrophe Hmm. on the Palestinian streets as to go, this is, you know, to perhaps trigger another confrontation Hmm. or, and who knows where that ultimately leads And it's not going to be materialized because we've seen that in 1983. If you remember uh, the former uh, Secretary General uh, uh, or or, uh, Secretary of State, George Schultz in 1983, came to the West Bank and uh, promised uh, financial aid to the Palestinian society and said that the Palestinian problem will end if they improve their uh, um, livelihood. Economic situation. Uh, and, and even John Kerry uh, promised in uh, Davos uh, Financial Forum in the Dead Sea a few years ago mm-hmm. uh, $4 billion, uh, US yeah. dollars to support the Palestinian economy. None of that uh, uh, has seen light. Yeah. If they were serious, instead of giving Israel $10 billion a year, give us five of that. Tell them to let us uh, have our own airspace and land and sea borders, and we'll turn that into an oasis in no time. Mm. It'll be the Dubai mm. of the Mediterranean. It's occupation stupid, like they say. It's occupation stupid. So um, so let's go to Bahrain. And firstly, let's list the Arab countries, Yusuf, who mm. uh, betrayed the Palestinian people. Mm. So there is, uh, unfortunately, Jordan, after uh, um, months of rejecting uh, the idea of the uh, steel of the century, uh, we were surprised uh, that they will send... It was very, very light. Very late, but it was unexpected, to be honest. I consider myself uh, a good observant of the Jordanian issue, and I didn't see that happen because I saw the level of rejection from the king and I saw it from the civil society and from everybody. Everybody was saying, go for it. We're we're with you, uh, your majesty. We don't want uh, to be part of it. And then came this news that, you know, uh, Jordan is going to send a delegate. So I'm wondering, Yusuf, I mean, how much of that, you know, is... um wishful naivety because you don't want Look, to. I w- the reality of the Jordanian economy between US mm. uh, donations every year and Saudi donations every year, which are always paid late. It's totally dependent on foreign uh, aid. And the foreign aid is particularly Saudi, Saudi and US. And US. But I want to quote Ma'an uh, Qatamin, a Jordanian uh, lawyer who yesterday issued a video uh, attacking the Jordanian participation uh, in the Bahrain and saying, look, we were promised to receive something like $7 billion. Uh, the the plan says that Jordan will receive something like $7.2 billion over the next uh, 10 years. Uh, 
that's not that that's not going to be much given that you know that we pay interest for our external and internal rate more than we we, we will receive uh, on a month on 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 a yearly uh, basis mm-hmm. so first of all it's not much second it's not going to be donation it's going to be loans as if jordan wants more loans to pay and more debts and therefore it's not even a good offer it's not even a good bribe and they uh, and 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 it doesn't reflect the jordanian spirit of really rejecting the deal of the century it should also be mentioned that that as we understand it the loans or the the that would be given to jordan and to to lebanon and syria if they were to sign on are predicated on the absorption of mm. the Palestinian refugees, mm. so, so as to eliminate and, and uh, the to right forego the right of return. Yeah, I mean, so. so there is Jordan, and there is also and seven billion dollars will go nowhere to the. What are we talking? Three or four million Palestinians in Jordan. Well, one third of the Palestinian population is in Jordan. Yeah, so five. Million. The biggest concentration yeah. of Palestinians worldwide, not in West Bank, not in Gaza, not in forty-eight areas. It is in Jordan. Yeah. So 7.2 billion over 10 years, it's not going to build enough schools, hospitals, houses, let alone any compensation for lost land. So you have, you have Jordan and then you have Egypt. And now we have in Egypt a president who will just like say yes to any dollar sign offer. Uh, that's why Egypt... But also Egypt post uh, Camp David, another, um, you know, the second biggest recipient of US aid per annum after Israel. After Israel. So there is uh, the, Egypt is promised something like is it nine or uh, ten billion uh, something like uh, yeah. ten billion uh, or nine something uh, billion over the next ten years. So I was not surprised to see Egypt uh, take part, uh, given knowing the current uh, leadership in Egypt. Uh, but I don't know why Morocco is sending yeah. someone. Our North African brothers. What? What? Uh, what, what uh, but uh, look, Morocco has symbolically. Uh, a position on Jerusalem because uh, there is something called the Jerusalem Fund and the Jerusalem Committee, which is under the Arab League. It is historically in, in, in Rabat, Morocco. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a Jerusalem-related issue. And that's scary. That's worrying. But we've seen protests in Morocco, really big protests against the participation of their country. And then uh, comes uh, Qatar. And we have to remember that there is uh, a boycott or siege against Qatar by Saudi Arabia slash Bahrain slash Emirates slash uh, Egypt. Uh, and now all of a sudden, not only they are talking, they are sending someone to Bahrain. So it's amazing. It, it's uh, amazing Palestine, how Palestine can unite these uh, mortal enemies. <laughs> um, but we should also thank some people, Yusuf. But before that, I also also mentioned those who participated. Uh, UAA uh, uh, Emirates is sending uh, delegates. But like you said, Nasser, we should thank. In particular, Kuwait. Some very, very, very strong, strong statements. Very strong re- rejection coming out from the Kuwaiti parliament against uh, the workshop and against the uh, normalization with Israel and uh, really, really progressive, progressive view in time of what Mahmoud Darwish called apostasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is because you are an apostate if you are an Arab and support Israel. Mm-hmm. And um, also, in in particular, the Bahraini people who have... Um, Civil society in Bahrain yeah. really strongly uh, rejected uh, hosting uh, this conference. I've spoken uh, in my Arabic show uh, with uh, uh, an MP, uh, Mr. Falah Hashim, who said that uh, 
who said to the Palestinians, do not think that the people of Bahrain have endorsed it. In fact, the parliament was not consulted. The government didn't even go to the parliament uh, to get the approval of organizing. It went ahead without even consulting with its own parliament. It's against the will of the Bahraini people. It's against the will of uh, the civil society. And they actually, uh, they did some really heartwarming uh, uh, little things, but very important, like raising the Palestinian flag on the, on their homes, uh, on their doors, in their cars, and even changing the profile pictures on social media just to tell the Palestinians that, yes, our government is, uh, you know, is, is doing a scandalous thing against mm-hmm. the, the Palestinian cause, but not in our name. Well, the reality is, you know, whether it's whether it's Jordan or Egypt or the Emirates, Qatar or Saudi Arabia, these are absolute monarchies or absolute dictatorships, totalitarian mm. regimes. The the will of the people is not represented by these people. They no. are all sycophants to um, uh, U.S. foreign policy, and you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Which is a stupid uh, theory in uh, politics because it's more complicated than it's always more complicated uh, than this one-step uh, uh, solution. Mm-hmm. Well, this this like every other neo-colonialist plan that has denied Palestinian agency is stillborn, and Kush Imak, uh, Mr. Kushner, <laughs> and uh, well, you will see we will the Palestinians will lo- live longer, and uh, their steadfastness will see you and your father-in-law out. In no time. So to wrap it up, uh, Nasser, uh, what we see in Bahrain is not even an offer. It's a workshop of brainstorming, of having an economic answers to a political question, uh, bypassing the political part of the Palestinian story, not even pa- uh, the Palestinian conflict. It's actually the Palestinian demands because... Uh, I like what the Jordanian commentator said yesterday. He said, if you see the offer, you will see something for Egypt, something for uh, Lebanon, something for uh, Jordan. Jordan, something for the Palestinian territory, not even in one basket, mm-hmm. something in West Bank, and another thing for Gaza. Yeah. There's no unity for the Palestinian package. But what about Israel? The hidden part is that Israel is scoring the political part mm-hmm. it's the hidden item it, it means that the political gain is is, is 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 not mentioned so it's a political laundry uh of 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 the palestinian israeli uh, conflict and it is based on the assumption that let's talk directly to the palestinian people let's bypass whatever representatives whether it be pa or plo or hamas or anyone else and uh, we we assume that the Palestinians, <coughs> excuse me, when they hear this generosity, they will say, "Yeah, we'll take that," mm. and uh, w- w- let's 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 keep our uh, aspirations of independence and liberation and uh, self determination, and let's just talk about how we can improve our life. This is the stupid assumption that the Trump administration is building their offer on. Well, that naivety is, you know, predicated on a on a mindset of superiority. These native savages mm. don't know, mm. and you know, if we we don't know, but what was leaked, some of the the bits and pieces that uh, were part of the political framework about new Palestine, mm. you know, where we had economic autonomy, where there was going to be um, Egypt was going to get money theoretically for an industrial zone 
in the north of the Sinai alongside and adjacent to Gaza so that Palestinians could work there. But at night time, they had to go back to mm. Gaza. They could work there, but they couldn't live there. Mm. And Egypt would be compensated for those loss of lands. Um, and so too, there would be economic zones within within the West Bank, but everything else would be um, uh, would be annexed mm. to Israel. I mean, it's it's set up to create a Palestinian no, so that we can be uh, displayed to the world as rejectionists. Mm. And so, obviously, we have to support the good guys in this equation, the people that said yes, the Israelis, uh, and reward them for saying yes and punish the Palestinians for saying no. Mm. And and it just beggars belief that this. You know, it's an egregious act of bullying. Mm. This concept that the the United States is an honest power broker. broker. I mean, never been and never will. Never been, never will. And and this is the most flagrant demonstration of the, bias. The the, the partiality. Mm. The, the bias is, you know, I mean, short of going to a Carlton Collingwood game in a Collingwood jumper in the Carlton cheer squad, you couldn't find any worse bullying than this. <laughs> so I will leave and I will leave the, the discussion on this topic with. Um, Uh, a good note uh, on the uh, issue of normalization uh, between Arab countries and uh, Israel. Um, one of the assistants of Ishaq Rabin uh, said in his diaries uh, that f- when they went to Oman for the first time in 1994, he decided to take a walk of the, you know, the, of the formality so, yeah. of the trip. And he went to a fish market to just speak to, he speaks Arabic and he mm-hmm. wanted to speak to locals. So he introduced himself to an elderly uh, fish vendor uh, in the market and he said, I am such and such from Israel and I'm here for peace and together we can create a good future for our children, blah, blah, blah. So the response was very simple from the older man from Oman. He said, um, you might be allowed to enter our countries, but you will never be allowed to enter our hearts. Uh, We will never like you. We will never uh, be friends. And I don't want to continue this conversation. Mm. And this simple yet wise Mm. answer of the old man reflects the spirit in in Bahrain and in the Arab world. There will never be a time, even yeah. if the government normalize. Well, this is the reality. The yeah. societies will never. The, Egypt, for more than 30 years, mm-hmm. nearly now 40 years uh, after Camp David, the Egyptian society still rejects normalization with Israel. What's 42 years, yeah? 42 years, it's yeah. Fine. I mean, it's like a blink. Last time I uh, checked like was 30-something. <laughs> it's like 42 years later, yeah. yeah. And, and this is what, what Zionism can't understand. <clears throat> Jews and Judaism are welcome, have always been welcome, have never felt the scourge of the Western disease of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Zionism is not welcome. So <clears throat> let's end the uh, episode uh, with um, a, a little, little bit of positivity. A little bit of good news out of uh, Palestine. So uh, Salwa Qipti, 71-year-old Palestinian from a village uh, near Nazareth, and her uncle Subhi Mansour, 92, mm-hmm. were allowed to visit the cemetery or the grave of uh, Uh, Salwa's dad dad, uh, in the village uh, near uh, Nazareth for the first time. Mm -hmm. Even though that they are uh, Israeli Palestinians of Israel holders of Israeli passports but uh, they were never being allowed 
by the by, by Israel to visit their own uh, family. Their hometown, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it should be said that they, this wasn't uh, a generous offer of some benevolent no, uh, civil servant. It's actually a work of Adala Center, and the lawyer from Adala, Mr. Uh, or Mrs. Sousan Zahir, said that there was no any legal ground, there was no reason given. They were just continual re- rejection mm-hmm. of the demands by uh, Salwa and her family to visit her father's grave, who was killed during Nakba, during Nakba time, and, and when she was an infant, when not, she was not even one years old. Yes, yeah, when when she was a few months old. So uh, for seventy one years, uh, Salwa says uh, we were uh, denied uh, visit to uh, our uh, family grave. We spent uh, the first uh, half hour looking for uh, the place. We found it, and. Um, the Israelis killed uh, my father, uh, and I was born only 15 days after he was killed. And she said uh, that uh, not only that they killed my father, but they don't want us to talk to to his spirit. We don't. They don't want us to grieve properly. So this tells you, you know, the level of pain that Israelis want to inflict and reflect on Palestinians, not whether they are in West Bank, in Jerusalem, in Gaza, even citizens of Israel. To them, to, to Israel, they belong to the wrong type of people, and therefore they, are, they deserve to be punished in every way. So anyway, um, that's it, uh, Nasser, uh, for this week. Uh, thank you, uh, dear listeners, for being uh, with us uh, for another edition of Palestine Remembered. Until uh, we meet uh, next uh, week, this is uh, Robert uh, Nasser and Yusuf wishing you the best of time and uh, salam. Stay tuned for the Radioactive Show.